thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown army to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and can now explain the meaning of Lachi Bolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business suit that Bangtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents because one thing we know is that the content just keeps on coming. Hey, everybody. Hello. 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 I feel like we have come to church. <laughs> <laughs> we have been a bender. <laughs> Yes, we are here to, I don't even want to repent. I don't want my soul to be saved anymore. No. Honestly, no. like I surrender. Like at some point oh. yesterday, I was like, this is my life. This is just my life. And I did that thing like I did with the Busan concert where I had my Kindle and my laptop and my phone in the event. One of them did me dirty and like quit on me. I would have a backup to go to so that my husband came home and was like, what's, what's going on? Is there like a natural disaster? And I was like, better <laughs> to the minute news better. I had three devices going to, <laughs> it's just, there was, because I wanted to see what was happening on Twitter and then there was YouTube and there was Instagram. Oh my gosh. It was a lot. Yeah. Ooh. I would have two devices. And at one point my, um, husband was doing like his like midday lunch thing where he sends me, um, funny dog videos, which I celebrate for him. I mean, I'm not a funny dog video person, honestly, by nature, but like, I will receive, you know, when people want to share joy, like we pass each other BTS clips. I'm like, yes, I will look at your funny dog video and like support you in this. And I was like, by the way, this is what I'm doing right now. And I screenshotted the catwalk to Valentino and (laughs) he left me on red. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, what are we talking about today? The Valentino show that Suga was just at for the spring summer to 2023 Hot Couture Collection. For so, Valentino. So yeah, what yeah. there was a really great uh quote, Allison, that you found um that was can you tell us just a little bit of like how you found the quote and then you or someone else can share it? Because I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. Um I came in halfway through the runway show on Instagram live. And so I only got to see a few of the pieces. And then I went to the Valentino website to just learn more about like the inspiration for the show and found um, this quote, which somebody else can read because I have food in my mouth. Um, (laughs) And so I thought it was really beautiful. And then. Shall I go ahead and read it? Please do. Okay. This is from Valentino. The impossibility of haute couture, an expansion of the imagination, a space beyond reason. Couture is a sphere of fantasy and freedom, of the unique and exceptional, where craft is not a fetishistic reflection of value, but a means and a methodology to achieve improbabilities, to challenge perceptions, to create bold new realities. Fabric becomes a charoscuro across the body, Volumes float, cuts are imperceptible. A ribbon of chiffon may suspend a ball gown. The unbelievable becomes material. Imagination becomes real. Hmm, that is lovely. Thank you for sharing that, um, Allison. And thank you for reading it, Tanya. So there is a few other like words that were listed under that, just like words and pairings of words. And I'm just gonna read a few of them because I thought they were very interesting when you're thinking about the collection and also just thinking about Suga being there, but it was beauties, democratic elite, free thought, uniform uniqueness, collective individuality, aggressive fragility, extravagant subtlety, the sound of color, complex simplicity, unreal actualities, and real dreams. And I just liked those words together and I like sort of thinking about them as I have rewatched the runway show as well. Yeah, I think um, 
one thing, and I, I think it'll be a whole pot at some point is how, uh, being a fan of BTS, like opens up doors to like explore other things and like us to be curious and learn new things. So I will say, I'm going to out myself as fashion has just never really been my thing. Like I'm not like anti by any means. I've just like never really paid it much mind. So, you know, I'm aware that the entire industry exists. I like know like bits and pieces, but really I've just like, kind of just like mentally blocked all of it just because I've never been interested. And so it was super fun to get exposed to it yesterday and to see just like, yeah, the level of thought and intentionality and creativity behind it. And I never like disrespected it by any means, but it was fun to just engage with it. Yeah. One of my good friends got to go to New York fashion this year, New York fashion week this year. And so in, when she came back, it was really interesting to hear her stories and how like the shows went and sort of like learning more about that corner of the world, which I don't spend a lot of time in. And then to have it paired with now the Dior show and watching the Valentino show. So it's been cool to see just like getting curious about that piece. It's been fun. So, you know, we're kind of being a little highbrow. Let's take it a little lowbrow. <laughs> so, um, you know, we were, I mean, I, I, I was like, what, this is my life now, like setting time up in my workday to watch, uh, you know, the runway show here at Valentino and I'm watching it for Sugar. And so like watching, waiting for the arrival. So how were you all feeling in the lead up to this event occurring? And how did you react when it went down? Like when he emerged, uh, you know, to do the runway walk-in. So I didn't be like I in my schedule I couldn't block off like when it started and thankfully like Jimin was on my side yesterday and so I had two cancellations and so I got to finish the show and like catch up on the thread that we had you know the talking that we were doing amongst ourselves so I opened up Instagram started the Valentino show on their live and then just like peeked at what was going on and then went back to look at my feed and so I saw pictures of him like coming out of the car and like walking up to whatever that like photo wall is called and I did like audibly gasp and then just was like in the vortex too stunned there were no words after that he looked amazing that's where I landed yesterday trying to catch up with that I actually yelled in my own house um I put it on like 10 minutes before on my laptop so it was just plain and it had a countdown and I loved reading all the comments because it was all army. Like, Yoongi, marry me. Yoongi, we love you. Like, sugar, we love you, whatever. Um, and so I sat and I waited and then I was on chat with Tanya and we were like, oh my gosh, it's going to start. It's going to start. And then it started. And there were a few people that arrived before him. Um, one of them, just because it sticks out in my mind, was Sophia Carson. She is formerly like a Disney star. Beautiful. She looked amazing. And he was like, fifth or sixth to arrive and so like every time a car would drive up the crowd would yell because they like were like is this him like let's make sure he knows we're here for him and then you know it kind of died down when it wasn't him but then the doors opened and it was him and I yelled and I was I no joke put my arms in the air like I was calling a touchdown I was like he landed it was just so embarrassing thank god nobody was home um but it was so exciting and just to see him and like the hair and the suit and it's like and then like I don't know who did this it has to be army on the intern staff I say this all the time they did like this pan view where they almost like went over the top to give you like the aerial view of him so like from the top of his head all the way down and then like came down in front of him chef's kiss like so good so yeah I was I was the crowd was loud. So was I in my own house alone. That's the Delulu I live these days. I was really surprised that we got red carpet because we didn't get that during the regular men's fashion week when Hobie and Jimin were there. All that stuff came out after the show and it wasn't uh, live streamed through the fashion houses program. So I was really surprised. And it was actually kind of great because they kept showing ARMY on the bridge and of course, there were thousands of people that came to see him and they were so excited and it really got me hyped up. And yeah, I just love, like you said, I loved 
the, the, the very cinematic photography that they did when they greeted him at the car. Well, first of all, there was that dramatic skyline with the Eiffel Tower in the background with the light beam. And then there's that beautiful bridge that had the architectural lighting on it. And they would show army and then they would very cinematically swoop down and meet the cars. And they met him right at the car and just very did a beautiful job of not being right in his face like a paparazzo, but instead more much more artfully following him over to the to the red carpet area and it was it, it just really increased the dramatic effect and I just sat there going oh my god oh my god oh my god the whole time because I was so overwhelmed it was great yeah I think for me like I often have things where like I have fan experiences or when I get excited about something and I feel really disassociated in the moment like where like it happens and I know I'm really excited about it but I don't like feel the excitement that I know like I I don't know how to explain it, but that just like happens to me a lot. Like when I get really stoked, that did not happen yesterday. I was actually like fully in my body having like the feelings of anticipation to where I was like, it feels like it's like my birthday, but like when I was a kid birthday, but also like Christmas, like I was just like very amped up and giddy. And it was just like a very noticeably, I was like... <laughs> like you said the delivery I'm like what am I even like, what's happening and I think for me it was the unknown of knowing it whatever whatever was going to come out was going to be like really fun and amazing but it was like where he landed in his outfit is a little bit more where and I, we'll get into this soon a little bit more on the spectrum of what I was expecting but I mean and that's fine like no no complaints for me whatsoever um but I did also be like we've been having these like wild Instagrams lately of like merman inspired aesthetics and like cotton candy and I was like what if he comes out like York and like we're just like what is even so I mean there was just like a lot of just like I don't know what to expect I just know it's going to be awesome and I think that um I wanted to also just say that was so fun watching like you know Megan and Tanya get so hyped up with uh Hobie and Jimin that it kind of got me on the train with this and that was fun and then also you know I podcast um with like Afternoona Delight and we have um you know, listeners and stuff like that from like other places. And one of um, the people that we follow a lot um, on Twitter and talk to about K-drama, she lives in Paris and she actually was on the bridge and got to like see, um, see it all go down. And so that no was like, see some of um, like their social media as well of like, kind of like being in the moment there, because it was so fun to watch like the screams just be like, and I'm not knowing a lot about fashion week, like some other people I, who know more about it were like, that's not like, usually you're, there's not like a ton of screaming to be had. So I also was like, here's the thing. He looked nervous, which like fair, <laughs> he looked good too, but he looked nervous. And I was like, maybe this is like the benefit of army. Cause sometimes I feel like, you know, they are army's like a blessing and a curse, right? Like it can be, we love them so much that we per like, they can be prevented from doing some of the things I wish that they had the abilities to do, or, you know, walk through an airport, just unbothered sometimes, but maybe sometimes when you're by yourself and you're not with your team and your members to feel like you've got this giant wave of support behind you. I was like, okay. Like, cause sometimes I'm like, am I, you know, something that's problematic or good. And yesterday I felt like, okay, this feels like it's probably good. I, I think so too. I, I really felt their energy and it was very positive uh, sound. I like, it just seemed like a, um, like a festival atmosphere, almost very nice. Uh, what did your contact say about it? What it was like up there? And did they say anything about the mood or just what it, did they get to actually see him walk out of the car? So they, one of my hosts kind of like saw their stuff. So I don't know. I didn't actually like reach out and connect yet. I just had thought of it today. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, I should like ask them about it. But I know they did see them like with their own eyeballs walking. So beyond that, I don't know much more. So I will try to get some more insight and see if they want to like share something for maybe even the Instagram or something like that. Our next question is how do we feel about the outfit that Yungi was wearing? This is the very pretty Brown uh, outfit with the tie neck shirt and so on. I loved it. And I mean, just from my own personal preference, I like him in the looser, like I like the long jackets and the blastier tops. I was going through 
the Sugar's Closet Instagram feed just to like see what other styles and have some sort of context for that. And he looked amazing. <laughs> like, I don't know how many people can pull off a, you know, tone on tone suit and look that incredible, but it worked for me. How about you, Leah? How did you like it? Well, this was special for me because, okay, like I said, I was kind of like, there was part of me that was like, look, it would be fun if it was just wild, but like, I'm not really assuming that's going to be what happens. And so a fun fact about me that I've disclosed before, which I didn't realize was a thing, but apparently is kind of a thing is my favorite color is brown. And so to see um, him in brown is an added, you know, bonus for me. And I, so the reason I didn't really expect him to show up kind of like a human merman or like how Doja Cat came out, like, you know, with like the Valentino crystals at the one show, or was it Valentina? I, the show she went to where she was all in red with the crystals. Um, it was whatever happened the day before. Like I said, I'm not a fashion. She wasn't dressed like that at the, at the show we watched. Um, but he's um, an ambassador with um, their, their diva line, <laughs> which is like D-I- period VA, um, which kind of stands for like different values is the idea of it. And he- That's actually his role, the name of his role. Yeah. Okay. Which is interesting. And I think it's like his campaign that he's on is the Maison Valentino Essentials, which is kind of like the wearable menswear type looks, which makes sense because that's what he was dressed at. I mean, he was dressed very similarly, honestly, when he went to the Lakers game. Um, and so I do like the look of now not doing like that, like tie around the neck tight and having this, like still like a tie type of piece, but it's like that open and flowy, like less constricting. That's super modern, clean, minimalistic, sexy thing. And it makes me just like, want them to be very, like, I want to touch it. And then I looked up like, so the rest of the collection, cause this is what they're going to, he's going to be wearing this, like he's getting paid to wear this. So it is a mixture of tailored blazers, detailed scarves, blouses, coats, suits, oversized jackets, pajama-esque shirts, Bermuda shorts, and comfortable trousers, which honestly, like those are all fits that are going to just look like a plus on him. So I'm here for it. I do feel like Hobie is going to be like, you know, we have some edgier fashion kings, but I think that we can look for like Yungi to embody just like these really like, like masculine, but in like a, like more modern, less toxic way. I think that like, that's what this looked like to me was just very much, um, you know, it wasn't like boardroom CEO. It was like, I'm still gonna like, be a man about my business, but like with a little bit more empathy. <laughs> I like that. And that was the whole purpose of this line was to start to blur those boundaries. And he, in fact, I have a little quote here um, of why he decided to back or represent this line. Here's a description of the Maison Valentino Essentials line. I'll just pick out a few parts of it because it's a longer paragraph. Um it reflects efforts to discover the essence of menswear and redefine the meaning of contemporary masculinity. Um, inspired by cinema and subcultures which shaped Italian culture in the 50s and 60s, exploring spontaneous ways of dressing through uh, campaign visuals and how different perceptions of dressing shape our identities. And then Jungi said, uh, everyone has different dreams and their own individual values. Maison Valentino and creative director Pierpaolo Piccioli, I think, have always supported this kind of diversity, which I believe in as well. I consider it a joy to become a Valentino Divas, and I'm sincerely delighted to be a part of the Maison uh, Valentino Essentials campaign. Oh, and just quickly, my personal reaction to it was similar to all of yours. I loved that it was an understated color. Um, it's no surprise that he didn't wear something more couture and that he was wearing the essentials line because that's what he's uh, representing. Uh, and I think it was a lot of the same, some of the same pieces as he wore to the NBA game, as you all mentioned, except that those were more like black, black and white. And uh, yeah, it was just such a, I, I even saw one article that called it kind of almost like a blush brown that has just that, that slight, slight pinkish tone in it. So again, pushing the gender boundaries and so on. So it's really beautiful. 
I love, love the masculinity with the touch of the feminine, feminine in it. I was going to say, I mean, it was gorgeous overall. It's just beautiful, but um, it had that gentle tailoring that Jimin suit had. It looked very soft. Like Leah said, I just want to touch it. Like, um, and that's like a great aesthetic to have. Like you want to like feel the textile. Um, and so I loved that. I couldn't tell because when they, some accounts were sharing the original, like from the runway of what he was wearing yesterday. And the original shirt was sheer. Um, and I was like, well, how come we didn't get the sheer shirt, but that's okay. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. That's right. And um, by the way, Jin was wearing head to toe Valentino when he went to Hobie's um, listening party for Jack in the Box. And he was wearing that same um, blushy beige uh, shirt mm-hmm. with the with the tie neck and we put a picture of it in our stories if anybody saw it yeah I just love that he like he just looked so flawless I mean he always looks flawless but he just looks so flawless the minimal makeup the hair someone did ask though and I wanted your guys opinion on it someone in the stories did ask if he cut his hair can we tell if he cut his hair maybe he had a trim it's trimmed it's definitely trimmed okay yeah I'm looking at a picture from the LA, yeah. the Lakers game. Yeah. And I think, I think it was even trimmed at the LA game too, or like the Lakers game. Like it's been slowly working its way up a little bit. Yeah. It looked like he still had a lot of the length in the back, but it, they cleaned it up and the sh- front was maybe a little bit shorter. It's like he knows that we're going to have a collective breakdown if it gets cut too short too fast. I mean, he's kind of got a delicate dance for me because I also don't want to go full pony Yungi. Like I don't mind the half the half bun or a full man bun but I'm not sure I don't really want like the full pony either and so like not as like a everyday look no (laughs) no not for me but I do think like we're hitting that like I want to talk to the manager vibe yet somehow he just has like reinvented it into something that's like super sexy and subversive (laughs) I love it so you don't want to go from hipster to hippie is what you're saying (laughs) yeah I want to keep it kind of like, you know, he is going to still go to a coffee shop and order like a matcha latte. (laughs) I mean, speaking of latte, that suit, that's all I've been calling it for like two days is like latte. That's what it looks like. It looks like a giant latte, Um, which I I thought it was like uh, shooky made flesh. Yes. Like it's, it's amazing. But, um, I added this question. So like, how do you feel like it coordinated with his airport outfit? Cause I love that airport outfit. I would wear that myself. I don't look that great in Brown, but like that Letterman jacket, I want it. I want to wear it. I mean, he looked snuggled, like again, it was Brown on Brown on Brown. So I was really happy because I will always stand a Brown outfit. <laughs> Um, and then he had the pop of the green leather, but I mean, it, it's also wild for me to be like, oh, I fully know the airport styles now. Like <laughs> I'm at this level of my fandom where I'm like, oh, the day he did this, because I also was like, oh, and the hat, of course, that's the hat he wore on the way back from Japan, because you know, that's where we're at with these things. And I was like, look, it's cold. That's cozy. Like, I don't care if you're going to be snuggled into first class, like you want a comfy outfit for the plane and you know, that looked like a snuggly little thing to get into. Like the grandpa, the pull on brown grandpa pants, just so on brand. I can't like, I'm pretty sure they're elastic waist, which I love. He has a shuffle, like a very particular walk, um, you know, like kind of like Hobie does kind of like a strut bound kind of thing when he's moving through. Whereas it's very comforting for me to see Yungi in the airport because he's always got his AirPods in. And so, you know, you see the headphones and you're like, oh, yep, good to go. And then he just kind of does his like on brand, like kind of slight shuffle, but in a powerful way, walk. And it's just really reliable. It's very comforting. I would want to follow him through an airport because he's very sure, very like, I know where I'm going. Don't get in my way. He has this like quiet confidence that I just can't get over. Like even when he's nervous, like even yesterday, you kind of see like on his face as he is surrounded by people maybe he's on a hundred percent comfortable with and like he still had this like quiet confidence there's like pictures of him next to sam smith and he's just very like i'm yungi 
but you know, like on the inside, he's probably like, I don't know any of these people. Like, just look at the clothes and pretend you're like, be interested, be in the moment. But like on the outside, you would, you would never know that. And he will never tell. So that's what I love about him. It's like, it's fine. I'm sugar. It's fine. Yeah. I felt like you could actually see him gather himself. And that was interesting because you don't always get to see them have the moment where they have to like gather themselves before being on. And, um, and I don't know, I was really, I was proud of him because I was like, you are being brave right now and you are in your stretch zone and good for you. I felt that way with Jimin too. It was similar. I think that you could kind of see the moment where they both kind of relaxed and, and found that, but they, yeah, it's like a whole new learning curve for them. There really is. You know, it's interesting, I mean, like my, you said, to see them stretch. <laughs> okay. But like, my question is, did Sam Smith look over at him and be like, I'm finally meeting the guy that they're using my unholy song for on like every single TikTok. It's so <laughs> nice to meet you. Cause how did that conversation go? Army right? must be like single-handedly responsible for the success of that song. Right. Cause that like, song was made Sam for Smith, BTS edits. Yeah. Sam Smith was like, thank you, bro. Like I'm a, I'm a millionaire now. You're amazing. And Yugi's probably like, I don't, uh, I didn't do anything. It wasn't me. I, I was laughing because I was like, look, I'm also like, you know, like behind some of it. And so I was like, okay, I have no idea who Sam Smith is. So I'm going to look up and see who he is. I'm going to check him out on Spotify, play the first song. I'm like, oh, this is the song from all the videos. <laughs> that and whoever did that song that everybody's using right now, the big boy song. Yeah. <laughs> the I need okay. <laughs> that song. I don't know if you guys know this. That is SZA. My daughter's obsessed with SZA, by oh. the way, which is, she's 15. So it's probably like not the most appropriate thing to listen to. But I mean, I was listening to like Snoop Dogg when I was her age. So whatever. Um, but that was an SNL sn skit. That big boy song is not an actual track. It's not no on any way. album. It was no a skit way. from SNL about wintertime and how ladies don't need the skinny men in the winter. They need the big boys in the winter because they're warm. And somebody cut that and just started making the reels and the TikToks and God bless them because it's brought so much joy to the world. But yeah. <laughs> that I did not know that made my day. Thank you. Okay, everybody. Did any of you see anything in the show that you wish that or hope that someday we will see Yungi dressed in? I think a couple of us wanted to see him in that light blush colored drapey top with the plum deep purple loose fitting pants the that was an amazing amazing outfit the the one that I would love to see him wear is the mint colored pants with the black top and the blush long jacket because long jackets always a plus no matter who you are and the mint pants would be an ode to mint haired sugar, which was just like an era that is near and dear to so many army hearts. So those would be two that I would love to see on him. How about you, Megan? I agree. The pink drapey low V top with the eggplant pants. I took a picture of that for my laptop. I'll share it um, because I was like that. That's the one. Um, but there was another one that I um, went on, I think I shared the link with you guys and we'll have to put it in the show notes, but um, there was an outfit and I just saw it for like, as soon as I got my camera ready, cause I was in the group chat, it like disappeared, but it is black shorty shorts. And when I say shorty shorts, I mean sh shorter than Tay's shorts on the cover of that magazine. Okay. That I mean, they're short, um, but it was black shorty shorts with a white shirt and a black tie. And then there's like this really pretty lace over jacket. It's like blazer style but it's long, like almost T length. And it is gorgeous. And like with the knees and the, I need it. I immediately, I need it. Um, and then there was one more, oh, there was a lavender suit. It was kind of lavender with like a, I don't know, almost like a gray lavender. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I'll have to find the picture, but it was another shorty suit. So really short shorts and then a big boxy jacket. Um, and I just thought it, like those three things were just so beautiful. It's like, put this man in this. As a side note, I don't know if you guys noticed, there were a lot of feathers all about Black Swan. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Um, so some of those outfits, I was like, where is V? Because I need to see V in those outfits. So not to change the subject, but and there were a few that I was like, oh, where is V? When is he going to get there? So yeah, those are my picks. 
I had the same reaction. There was this one outfit where the model was wearing kind of these feathery boots. And I was like, oh, that is so Tay Black Swan, please. No, I love the same too, that the blush with the deep plunge neckline. It totally reminded me of what Hobie wore to the Mama Awards. Because uh, basically it's this trend right now where the the plunging neckline goes all the way down almost to the navel. Not quite, like just above the navel. is so gorgeous. And then I had the same black suit short suit set on my list with the beautiful black lace duster oh my gosh <laughs> gorgeous I want to see that Leah how about you yeah, a strong yes to everything mentioned um what I do think that we have a good chance of seeing him in is something else I think that he'll look really good in which is just like again that kind of like flowy suit that's black and then there was the pop of super hot pink um I cannot pull off hot pink, so it's never my color, but he obviously would pull that off really well. And I just like that it would just be that little bit of a pop, so it would be really good. And then I just have to do some member wish lists really fast. The short pink sparkle shorts, Jimin, yes, please. Also, there was the dress with the one nipple out. Yes, please, again. And that's allowed because I'm Korean broadcasting. Men can show one nipple, not two. And so, you know, I was like, perfect. Get Jimin in that. I would like to see that. Thank you very much. And then also to start the show off was this really beautiful kind of like tailored suit top that was very kind of like masculine and traditional with then a huge red bow kind of in like the crotchal waist area. And it was like a short mini skirt. Pay 125%, please, with black heels. Yes. yes please. Yes. Um, the, the one with like the one nipple out, okay? And like, whatever it's fine it was beautiful don't get me wrong but like imagine that just being like a bustier on Jimin like you're just getting like with his waistline and no I can't that's why he wasn't at that show because too many things I wish that had come out in time for his photo book is all I can say (laughs) that would have been amazing oh my gosh uh, and in fact, we've seen in that pink that Leah was just talking about, we saw Yoongi in that pink because it's in that pink anorak in his um, uh, Valentino Essentials line that he's representing. And he looked great in that color. Oh, it really looks, made him glow. Yeah, he looks amazing with his, like with the black hair and like just that tiny, tiny, tiny little sparkly of gray. That, that color works on him like a treat. 100%. How about ourselves? What what looks in the show were your favorites or would you wish you could wear yourself? Why don't we start with uh, Allison? I I love a gown. Never would I actually wear one. <laughs> I have no opportunity. But my the ones that I want in my personal closet is the mint pant outfit with the long blush coat. I think that would, I might actually recreate that because that's part of the fun is like recreating outfits that they wear and like putting your own twist on it. But the mint pants, the black shirt, the blush coat. And then the other one was the loose, hot pink pants with the gold sparkly top. That would be really, really fun. And I would also enjoy that in my closet if Valentina wants to give it to me. So why not? Just opening that. (laughs) How about you, Leah? What did you like for yourself? I've been a big fan of the blue that they used. And like, I'm trying to decide, is that like cobalt? Like what exact shade is that? Because I did my nails with that recently and it made me so happy. And I just changed my nail color and I'm like, you know, I'm missing that blue. I want it back. And then I saw the show and I'm like, I really want that blue back. There's just something in winter that makes that color really cheerful and I think it's also a really flattering color for like lots of different types of skin tones and so yeah I just really loved that like color pop I loved the the that I don't know if it's the same blue that you're talking about but there's the one it's like a ball gown but they can you can take it it, maybe it was almost like a coat that yeah, it could exactly be both a ball yeah. gown, but it also has the bustier and the little shorts underneath and it had the big, huge pink flowers on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. devastating. I loved it so much. I don't even know what that blue is. It's not royal blue. It's not cobalt. It's something else entirely. It's not electric, but it's really bright. I can't even put my finger on it, but it's really great. I, and for me also, I loved that scene, you know, that pink we were just talking about from Yungi's Honorak 
uh, and the bows in the show. I loved the pink ball gown, even though it was very simple. I thought it was really elegant. And then there was one other outfit that, uh, and we'll, we'll uh, I'll do a post that has all of our favorites in it, but it has like a lavender asymmetrical skirt with some kind of a cummerbund or something, a yellow halter top underneath, and then a black jacket underneath it. I just underneath over it, and I thought that was really pretty. It's really close to like a cerulean blue. Like mm. that's probably the closest blue, like outside of what the actual name might be, that I could compare it to. I think you're right, Megan. How about you? Well, I was just gonna say I'll watch um, Valentino's TikTok. They actually had an artist mix the Pantone color that Yungi wears, the hot pink. Um, they did like a video of him mixing paint to get that color. So maybe they'll do that for the blue. Um, oh, it was really, so. it was a really cool video. Um, I'll share it with you guys. My favorite was this beautiful flowing lilac gown um, that when it came on the screen, I gasped. And then they showed it from the back and it's like a low back with a black bow in the back. And it was gorgeous. But when I got a closer look, I realized that it's actually a lavender bodysuit um, with like flowy fabric over it. And like, personally, I can't pull off a bodysuit, it, but it's gorgeous. Like if I find that lavender color in a flowy dress for spring, I probably will buy it knowing I have, don't really have anywhere to wear it to, but I mean, just so I have it. And it was just gorgeous. That whole collection uh, just blew me away. Every time something else came on the screen, gorgeous in its own right. And as someone who um, has a fashion background, because that's what I went to school for, um, I forgot how much I love that and the construction and the, like the respect that goes into constructing garments like that. I took pattern making for a semester and boy, let me tell you, that is... I have no business being in pattern making. It is very difficult. That is art. Like what they, I know we talked about it, but that is high art. And those clothes were just gorgeous. Um, and we can, maybe we can talk about it later or another time, but I also absolutely was blown away by the um, runway and how they constructed their runway and it went outside. And so you got some of the architecture from outside. Like they literally left the building. Like they walked the runway and then they left the building and I just thought that was so genius and and at night and the like they had spotlights on them and it was just like the whole thing was just really gorgeous so yeah my favorite was the purple um but I probably could find something in every single look that walked yesterday that I loved because it, it the whole thing I mean I gasped so many times um during the entire show and I, and granted I showed up for Yoongi um, but I want to watch more. Like now I'm in, feel like I'm invested, you know? I'm, I'm excited for you that it's gotten you, gotten you excited about fashion again. I didn't even realize that you had studied it to that extent. I think that's fantastic. It's gotten me excited about it too. And I don't have your, like even your professional training or, or that same level of professional interest in it. Um, but I used to, you know, we were talking before about recreating looks and I used to devour the fashion magazines, just like you, Megan, every time, every month when they came out and I would, make a I had a big folder and I would pull pages out when I was done with it and save them and then I would go to the thrift store lots of thrift stores and I would try to put something like that feel of it anyway together and that was because I didn't have enough money to even buy new clothes most of the time but you could do a lot at a thrift store honestly (laughs) I actually I actually bought a pair of like camel colored suede chunky heel pumps that were on like clearance clearance at this like local store that we used to have here in Fresno and then I rebuilt an entire outfit around it at like the like five seven nines of the world you know like the lower end like what is like now forever 21 um because I had seen those shoes on sex in the city Carrie wore them and then I got an outfit that was like very Carrie-esque and then I just wore it out like every time I went out like I was like a really important person in the world, <laughs> literally living in Fresno, California. So yes, I, I know what you're talking about. That's great. In fact, one of my favorite things about the internet is that now you can easily buy used clothes online and I find stuff all the time. That's like, you can find exactly what you're looking for. And I wanted to say one other thing for any of you, I don't know if any of you out there loved this movie. I loved this movie so much, but when they, when they made the architecture of the bridge and the architectural lighting and everything outside part of the fashion show, part of the runway, it really reminded me of, I don't know if any of you know this movie, The Great Beauty. It came out several years ago. Um, It was a best 
foreign language film nominee for the Oscars. And I'm trying to catch, it looks like it was 2014. So almost 10 years ago. And famous director, Paolo Sorrentino. Anyway, one of the stars of the show is basically Rome lit up at night. The entire half of the movie is Rome lit up at night and just all these really exotic shots and very dramatic cityscapes. And so anyway, if any of you loved that feeling of the show, then check out um, the film, The Great Beauty, because it has that whole vibe in it. (laughs) Who wants to ask the big question? (laughs) okay I'll do it since I posed it um so not we were just talking about how Megan was saying this is art right haute couture the whole the very definition of haute couture literally is it's it's art fashion right and so this is high fashion um it is very beautiful and very artistic and part of the show was that just like in many great uh, works of visual art, they worked nudity into it, right? And so there were some models that had their breasts exposed. And a lot of ARMY noticed, as we did when we were watching it, that uh, Yoongi very carefully avoided looking, <laughs> even though when you look at the crowd, a lot of the observers of the audience is noticing because it was very over the top, you know, very... Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> very, very, it was just, I, I don't know if that I've ever seen that before, but I also haven't been watching fashion shows for years. So maybe it's been happening and I just didn't realize it, but I haven't seen any uh, footage like that. So I don't know how cutting edge it was or not. But anyway, a lot of people just noticed it because it's something we don't see every day. And, um, but but a lot of ARMY again noticed that Yungi very studiously avoided looking. And I was just curious what your thoughts were about that because it's something that ARMY's talking about online this week. Um, I was really curious because I wasn't, I mean, again, like I said, I have no real fashion understanding, um, but I wasn't like surprised by any stretch. But when I first saw that, like, okay, we're going to see like some female nudity. I'm like, I'm very curious to see how Yingi's going to handle this because as anyone who like has followed K-pop at all knows, like manner hand, like, you know, like you can't even take a photo with like touching, you know, <laughs> like we see their hands like very far out. There's lots of, um, you know, and there's a lot to talk about with just like how women are presented in the K-pop industry as well. That's like its whole other separate topic. But I was curious what he was going to do. And I was like, look, honestly, they have been through rigorous <laughs> training. Like, I am so curious to see the PowerPoint they must have gotten at some point. <laughs> like, really, like if I could ever like interview them, like and get like the real thing, not like the official business line. These are like the questions I have. And one is like, what training do they give you when you're like, you know, out and about? So like, you don't give the accidental ick, but to me, I'm like, look, these women are, they're getting paid a lot of money to be completely stunning and they have amazing boobs. And so I was like, you know, I also wanted to be like, feel free to have a look. It is okay. My friend. However, his eyes were locked on the horizon. Like he was, you know, captain Jack Sparrow with the black pearl. (laughs) Gosh. Have you all noticed, I'm sure everybody's noticed that like when they're performing in Asia or at least in Korea, they don't use any female backup dancers. They do in the West, like they use the lab when they're in the West and that has men and women in it. But when they're in, like when we watched the yet to come in Busan, there's not a single female backup dancer. So it's like a very careful thing. I think that they, at least in Asia, that they don't have a lot of contact in on in front of the camera. It's, it's fascinating. I- I hadn't noticed that, but thank you for pointing that out. I just, I don't really know, not to be mean, but I don't really notice a lot of the backup dancers most of the time. Um, that's my own thing though. Um, but I joked in the, in our group chat and I'm comfortable saying it here that like, I feel like Yoongi's like Korean sensibilities kicked in and he really wanted to like take his jacket and start covering women. Like, you know, like you see in K-drama, like, oh, the strap broke or, oh, they're like skirt tour and immediately like the male lead goes and like body blocks you know what I mean like the body block just happens and so I feel like I maybe his like sensibilities kicked in and he was like I I gotta I gotta cover but he didn't he was very like you know his media training he's very like stoic um I mean I mean he's Yungi he's like okay he's I don't know someone on on TikTok was like you guys act like he's not a grown man. You know, he's almost 30. Are we, are we really thinking that he's, this never happened to him before? <laughs> are, we, are we really like putting our bets that like 
he's never run into this situation. Maybe not in person. Nobody's saying that. We're just saying like on media or, you know, on a show or what, whatever. I mean, he's, they're grown. Okay. But like, I let's mean, just put I that think This is the first time he's ever like seen the funeral form. No, of course not. Of course but not. I no, he wasn't like, shocked. People are watching him to see what he's doing. And right. that's going to be a hard way to live your life. Like everyone else can sit and just watch the show and have like normal reactions. And like, you might just take a double take because you're like, oh, look at that outfit. Or that person is attractive. Or I want to see like what the detailing was. But I feel like for them, they have like this. And this is where like, it's like the double standard that I don't like. Like, I love the screaming on the bridge and like the standing and feeling like we're with them. But it's also like, let these people just be freaking people sometimes and like, let them like what they like without it becoming. Mm, yeah. So anyway, I just, mm-hmm. but yes, he, I just could tell that in his brain, he was like, I got to do what I got to do. And yeah. just, you like, don't want to create the photo op for yeah the image that's going to last for years of him looking like he's ogling yeah. or something, even though he's I not. I mean, that, could you right. imagine mm-hmm. even if he like took a human look? Yeah. That image would be circulated in memes forever. Forever and ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think as like, for us as women that like, we like, you know, we came to this world of army. We came to this world of BTS from a very Western lens. Um, and we talk about that a lot, you know, for any, if it was, Rob Pattinson or even Sam like I watched Sam Smith he followed oh totally yeah yeah all the way down the runway okay and he's a he's a gay man yeah he's openly I mean he's out and about about it so like for us we're like "Eh, whatever he's enjoying the show but I feel like like Leah's right they're under such scrutiny all the time which that's the part that kind of like I have a hard time with um and I think it's just because I'm American and I live in that American under that American lens where like our celebrities do some stuff mm-hmm. and like I still watch the movie yeah. you know like they of singers do some real things and then I'm wow that I really like that song you know so like not that I'm excusing behavior I'm just saying like I feel sometimes bad that they're under such a lens that like they can't even like I'm enjoying the show like you can't even like have a little smirk, you know? Well, and here's the problem that they have. And I am part of the problem. Like, hello, it's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> Taylor and Swift. <laughs> I, saw, like, I saw a meme recently that made me laugh. And it said, I don't like men. I'm just attracted to them. And I was like, wow, I really feel it today. <laughs> I was like, my cishet struggle. I, it, <laughs> um, and then I was like, yeah. And I think you know, this is a whole other pod again. And we've talked about it a bit before, but BTS gives, I mean, people hit BTS from all different perspectives and all different, you know, like identifications and preferences, but from, I think like, you know, the 30, 40, 50 head woman gaze type of thing. It has always just been refreshing to not have the ick to contend with the male ick that can just happen. And so, yes, we do have celebrities that generally like have like, you know, they're going to go back and like, you know, do whatever they're going to do because they can. And, you know, we kind of accepted it, but there has been just like a bit of a joy to know that like, we don't contend with that in this space, but it's yeah. like that problematic because like, you know, I really am happy that like, I'm not watching him be like, damn, look at those boots. <laughs> exactly. Thank goodness. But at the same time, I'm also like, look, I also don't want need you to live like a completely neutered life for me to like, you know, feel okay about this. Absolutely. So. Yeah. We've talked okay. before. Oh, go ahead, Megan. No, sorry. <laughs> Just for context, because I had to know. Pete Davidson. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that every everybody's dating Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is like always in the headlines. He's also a 93. Oh, and he gets a lot of passes, guys. <laughs> so, like, in the like, for like, that's what I mean for me personally. Like, it's hard for me to like, you know, go into a space where someone's like, we're looking to see if Yungi, like, you know, watch this model walk down the runway. It's like, but why? You know, like, I, I don't know. I just, I always try to compare, like, because I get a lot of flack in my life about BTS, and they're like, oh, like, you're obsessed with these men, and they're just children. I'm like, you. That first of all, they're not, they're grown men. But second of all, you didn't say anything when I was like trying to get Harry Styles tickets. 
you didn't say anything mm-hmm. when I was like going to camp out for Harry Styles. Why is this a big deal? So I kind of feel like not that there's any comparison between the two, but just like from the Western lens, like we have Pete Davidson who gets in a lot of trouble sometimes mm-hmm. and we're still, he's still out being himself, you know, like, I don't know. I, I think, it, I think in Western I, culture. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. That. Yeah. In Western culture, there's still this horrific tendency to want to emasculate Asian men. Uh, yes. And I think that plays into it. Yeah. yeah. And something for the future <laughs> that and I are going to get to unpack, which I'm really excited about, is, uh, you know, later in the year, we're going to be seeing Jackson Wang in concert. Yes. And sort of the text of somebody who is living a lot of open sensibilities about their sexuality, their drinking, their partying ways. Mm-hmm. And yet, like, hasn't totally brought the ick for me yet either and so that will be a concert for us to like go to and unpack you know sometime in may i think because it still doesn't cross into misogyny at least nothing that we've seen so far and that's where it's a little different i think the misogyny is a lot more out up front and part of the western uh you know uh media sometimes it's just more present for me anyway I think I talked about already and then we can move on, but like I saw Jane's Addiction recently at the Hollywood Bowl and that was an interesting and fun concert. Um, and they always have um, like a strip show going on their stage. And it wow. was fun to have it hit me differently this time because again, I do, I have like a lot of support for sex workers and mm-hmm. for um, like adult entertainment industry. And that lens was not feeling as like, it very much was, you know, Harry Farrell, is not in his prime. And I'm not saying people can't find him attractive anymore mm-hmm. or that he does not deserve a rich sexual life. But I'm saying that like, it was a thing at the end of the concert where like the three women who'd been stripping throughout the show kind of draped themselves over him as he yelled, I love sex into the microphone with like a bottle of wine because he always drinks wine on the stage too. And I was like, oof, like really yeah. worth like some like- That's you know, not like, for that, me, man. <laughs> in a certain way. And it was just like, that does not- that. I like, I'm going to say there was an ick. The ick was activated for me in that moment. I'm icked just hearing about it. (laughs) I mean, I think not that I'm a prude. I just don't like the power dynamic with the older man and the women having to perform. And I just don't like that part of it. Mm. Oh, it didn't feel, it didn't feel empowering. And I just felt like, yeah, I just like, when that was done, I was like, I'm, I'm out. Like, I'm good to go now. Like, let's get out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gross. I was just going to say too, I think like women of a certain age were over the mm. overt like uh sex like sex like the overt sex the overt like mm-hmm. uh you know want like the want of it and we're more for like the romance and so I think like what ends up happening is you have things like k-drama and k-pop or these you know beautiful k-pop men and they're like romantic they give yeah. this romantic like they give you this story, you know, and like, we joke like, oh my God, he showed his ankle. Or, oh my God, he showed his knee. But like, truly it's to the point, like for me, I like, I've been reading a lot lately and um, I read some novels and I, you know, I always get these recommendations and they're like from the spicy, you know, I grew up on Harlequin. So like, whatever, but like these spicy novels and the ones I like best are the ones that have romance also, right? Not mm-hmm. just showing up for it and I think yeah. like so I can understand the ick because you're like oh you pulled the curtain back, back on that and that's like it's great if that's your thing go for it well yeah but and I mean like not I so much you know <laughs> so again like this is a whole other pod so I'm gonna try to yeah. keep it and so I feel like yes right so in these spaces I feel like the feminist lens for me is what what do you feel like? And you are allowed to feel like what you want to feel like. And that can change any time. It can change any day. It can change by the hour. So there might be some times where you're like, I want to have just like some straight up crazy, raunchy, whatever. And that's fine. And there might be times where you're like, I just want to hear them at the end, like say they want to have coffee and hold their hand. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. there is. And so I think that within all of this, like, and like, I've been enjoying watching some of the Jackson Wang performances because they are more like overtly sexual and not because, and I'm not even going to justify, like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not, personally, I'm not watching it like to get off on it, but like it was, that's fine too. But it's enjoyable. And that's, you know, he's performing that way. Yeah. It's the theatrical Mm -hmm. for a female audience, largely. 
Yes. And so I feel like it's like the female gaze that he's tapping into and maybe, and like, I feel like it's a knowing, like, I feel like he's winking at the audience. Like, yeah, like, look at me and yeah. I know you like it. And we're like, yes, yes, we do. Yeah. And it feels like mutually respectful. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think. And BTS does it too. Just yeah. not quite to the same level, but def- yeah, definitely. But and sometimes they even do. Mm-hmm. They do their hip thrusting. Come on. Totally. I mean, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you watched watched Babse? Come on. Right, right. I mean, this is all part of the social contract that we have with them. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, again, I just like, yes. So, yes, yes, Megan, I just wanted to do like an and, and. Like, I think that like it is like desires multifaceted and um, like female and just like the other, I mean, I want to make it bigger than just like the feminine gaze, but just that idea that like this, the cishet male sexual dominance era is just like I'm done with like I think we're all done with that collectively which is why we're here (laughs) yes absolutely okay so we had a few more questions left but uh, we're trying to keep this episode down to a dull roar (laughs) Uh, and I think we kind of covered a lot of the material that's in the next couple so um, if it's okay with everybody I would propose we could end with our last question, which is what do we think is next up for the members in terms of their, their fashion ambassadorships and other fashion relationships? I what do you think, Leah? You really, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tanya. I like dragged it somewhere else. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, I thought it was interesting. I think our listeners will be able to relate to that a lot, honestly. But where do I think next? I mean, look, I don't What's fascinating to me is, I think I just have a question because again, I'm not a mm. fashion expert. My question is more than anything else, where's Jake? Like I know everyone's saying where's Jake? <laughs> this Because mm. I also feel like there seems to be a lot of, like I won't be surprised if Namjoon comes out with what, like, I mean, like the rest of them all, but I just was like, I really am interested that so far JK does not seem to have like been rolling into the fashion spaces that mm. much. But then it makes me laugh because I think of like some old, I mean, like, I can't remember what it was from, but there was like one video from like way back when where he had like his like old crusty duffel bag he was bringing everywhere. And Jimmy was like, I am so done with this bag. And like gets him like a nice fancy new bag. And he was kind of like, oh, oh. And he didn't want to use it for a long time. Yeah, I kind of yeah, had to cajole him into it. Yeah, Not his thing. Jimmy actually said, I'm embarrassed to go places with you with yes. this bag. <laughs> yes, he did. And so I was like, well, maybe it's just not so much his thing. It doesn't have to be. But I was just like, it has struck me that I, I feel like since he is so popular and arguably after Taehyung, like the most globally popular of all of them in terms of like, you know, mm-hmm. name brand and things like that, that um, I'm just kind of like, where, where is he and what's he going to do? Good question. I, Megan has a thought. I have thought about this. I mean, I've thought about all of them, like where they're going to go next. And I have some thoughts about um, J-Hope, but I think that if West the West is paying attention, and I'm not even saying like the couture houses, I'm just saying like the West retailers in general, Nike, he goes, he's very athletic. He has athletic sensibilities. He looks fantastic in athleisure. We all know that he boxes, he swims, he, we know he can play soccer. We know like all these things that he does. Nike. It just makes sense to me. He could have his own shoe. He could have his own collaborations. Um, I just, if a fa- if he's not, and like you said, he carried that bag around for who knows how long and everyone's like, oh my God, your crusty bag, like, stop it. I feel like maybe he is the guy that um, they just throw clothes at him and he's like, okay, I'll put these on. What I've I gotten that impression. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't like, like on airports and stuff. He doesn't have a strong brand presence unless he has to wear something yeah like I'm thinking about like in the soup and he's just like all in like black and gray like it literally was on the floor he picked it up and put it on so I feel like if Nike was like hey let me throw these like six sweatsuits at you and some sweatshirts and these you know basketball shorts he'd be like yeah man okay I'll put them on you know like let me put these Air Jordans on or whatever so does he look great in couture yeah we've seen it I mean he looks great when the house is coming knocking but as far as like him I think he's more of like a comfort you know so maybe like I would say like Nike maybe I think he's even said that like he dresses for comfort and he doesn't like fussy things so I don't see him wearing a lot of frilly you know fancy stuff unless it's part of the job yeah Um, I will say that um 
the next time Kim Young is in Paris, I'm tuning in. I missed a lot last time. Last time I was like, oh, look how cute his Instagram stories are. And we're getting all this information. And now I'm like, oh, I need to see it. I need to see it in real time. So I'll be tuning in next time for sure. Um, I can't wait. And um, before we hopped on the call, Tanya and I were having a conversation about J-Hope. And I will say this about J-Hope. The J-Hope has choices. It is not going to be about who is giving J-Hope an offer to be a brand ambassador or collaborator. It is going to be who did J-Hope decide to collaborate with or decide to become a brand ambassador for. Um, he, we talk about, like Tanya and I were talking about this too. We talk about art, like being artistic. Um, JK is an artist. He draws, he paints. Um, we've seen, you know, Namjoon do some painting. We've seen Yoongi do some painting. They're, you know, woodworking. He was doing woodworking. They're all gin cooks. You know, everyone has their thing. Hobie is an influencer. Hobie, uh, like J-Hope's Instagram looks like what an influencer's Instagram would look like. And I feel like if these fashion houses were smart, which I know they are, but that's where he needs to be. He needs, when the, when he gets to the fashion house, if he is collaborating or a brand ambassador, like I would love for him to take over Dior's Instagram for a day. I think it would be amazing. Um, Absolutely. LV's Instagram for a day. So like, I really hope that um, they're paying attention um, to his reach. Like the reach was just absolutely insane um, when he was at fashion week. And so the question won't be, you know, who's going to come knocking. The question is going to be who, what phone calls Jay, like what text is Jay Hope answering and who's getting left on red? That's no, the question. According to Lizzo, no one gets left on red with Jay Hope. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. Did but, say uh, that? I need those two together. Yes, she did. She said he I've never, never leaves you on red. Never leaves you on red. Isn't that sweet? Uh, but yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. Like it's his choice. He, he's going to get to choose whoever he wants and, and they are paying attention because the third day, so the 19th was LV, the 20th was Dior when he showed up in the pleated skirt, amazing. And then, you know, different persona every day. And then the last day, of course, was Hermes. And that was his coronation day because when Hermes gave him that invitation that they gave to pretty much no one else, and they don't use, I read anyway, that they don't really use celebrity ambassadors. So just him being in the front row at that show, sitting next to their um, communications director and so on, was massive. And notice he went home with the almost unobtainable, like one of the most expensive bags in the world. The He went home with a, um, uh, not the Kelly bag, the Birkin, the giant Birkin tote bag on his arm, which was basically his crown. They... That was his coronation day. They, when Hermes gave him that invitation, they crowned him the king of 2023 Men's Fashion Week. And so they are all paying attention because Hermes basically made made it, like they they crowned him. And so, yeah, it's absolutely his for the taking. And he can do anything. He could do everything from athleisure to co-couture. So, uh, yeah. I don't I know. It's a bad long-term future, honestly. I feel yeah. like after, B, like in a post-BTS or, mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll, post BTS I hope not but like you know as they like move right. into other things in their third fourth fifth chapters you can see a love for it he's moving into that space yeah. totally because his vibe on day three with Hermes was the he did this it was the same thing that happened after um, Lollapalooza he tested himself and he found his new confidence and he went into that third day um, you know he day one maybe a little bit understated but still having fun Day two, less nervous than at Lollapalooza. Day day two, totally having a party. Day three, total king. And he, yeah, he tested himself at this and found his calling, I think, beyond, you know, one of you, one of his callings. Yeah, yeah, and you could see it. He was so relaxed at that show. Yeah. And you could tell there weren't that many people at that show, like you said. Like, that's yeah. a very hard invitation to get. Yes. Um, but the other thing is, they need to put a bag out. Hope bag. Sometimes <laughs> bag is called the hope. Maybe it's a heart shape. Maybe not. Maybe it's fuzzy. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't but know like, if I see imagine... doing that, but Louis Vuitton for sure. Would but like, it. could you imagine <laughs> if they were, but like maybe just owed to J-Hope mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, we released this tiny bag. It's so cute. Right. It's called the hope. And we would yeah. all know. We'll yeah. all know. Like army will know. Yeah. Um, 
the other thing I was going to say really quick is there is rumors that Namjoon is going to get picked up next from a fashion mm. house. Mm. Um, he, lo- he loves, is it Bode or Bode? B-O-D-E. It, yeah, he it's loves like that Bode. brand. I uh-huh. wonder if he'll end up with them. So that's the rumor um, mm-hmm. because they dressed him for one of his appearances for Indigo. I can't remember which one. And he's been wearing a lot of their stuff lately. And, and a lot of it's very, has a lot of nature uh, motifs like animals and plants and things like that. I could totally see him vibing with that. I if I can give my wish list for Namjoon, it would be um, eyeglasses. He took to Instagram. Oh my God. About oh. His vision, but, um, <laughs> I want to see him in like a whole range of men's yes. eyeglasses. Yes. Oh, that um, would be a great idea. I, oh, I, love I it. cannot wrap my head around so. how thick his glasses are ever. In conclusion, <laughs> I just want to say the joy I had in finishing up like my like fandom moment yesterday was thinking of like the establishment fashion folk who must have been like what is going on like you Mm -hmm. know like we've got doja cat we have like big a-list celebs but like what is all this fuss about and somebody to point over at you know five foot six union brown like it's that dude Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly yes know his name know his name right yeah they're and their marketing uh value must be just the top right now uh i was i was reading a great post the other day from uh, another army who said you know this reminder because you see these posts occasionally reminder the reason why we try when they're doing a big campaign like this to click like on things and to leave comments is because all that all of that engagement evidence goes into their metric for their um, for their brand reputation and gets them more opportunities, which means we get to see them more. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's why we you know, people yeah, are sharing this stuff so much and tweeting. Good job, so everyone. Good yeah, job. Right? Yeah, well, good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Dior's stock went up 31% mm-hmm. after they announced Jimin as their new brand ambassador. So, wow. Unbelievable. Way to go, Jimin. Yeah. All right. Well, the sky's the limit and I'm excited to connect with you guys. What in like two more days when something else wild. <laughs> Who knows, right? I just, I just wake up. I'm getting used to now just waking up every day and being like, okay, what's it going to be today? <laughs> it's going to be something. And if it's quiet for a day, I know that something huge is going to happen the next day. It's always, I noticed it's always the quietest right before they announce an album or a song release. Like there'd be like a 24 hour period where it's, there's just whispers and then all of a sudden, boom. So we'll see. <laughs> it was right. really fun talking with you all about this. Yeah. Uh, yes, this right. concludes Couture Week episode, Fashion Week episode part two. <laughs> Jorge. Jorge. Jorge.